Bretto, the first 200 tickets to the 2018 Wellness Summit sold out in less than 24 hours. Can you believe it? Oh, MP, it's awesome that our Wellness Coach fans are as excited about the return of the Wellness Summit as we are. If you've been hiding under a kale smoothie, Zazen Alkaline Water presents the return of the Wellness Summit on August 25 and 26 in Melbourne. And for one week only, we have 100 seats at a crazy two-for-one special. That's right, MP. Not only do 100 lucky listeners get two tickets for the price of one, but they also receive the digital recordings of the 2018 Summit and all of our previous events. Gee whiz, that's a lot of value, Bretto. That's over $1,400 in value, MP, and all for just $297. That's two tickets for the price of one for two days of powerhouse wellness. That's less than $10 an hour to attend the wellness event of the year. Oh, enough of the number crunching, MP. These 100 tickets are only available this week until Saturday, May 19, or until sold out, whatever happens first. For tickets, the speaker lineup, and all info, go to thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and as always, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is one of the most authentic human beings I've ever met. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Oh, thanks, Piercy. That's a nice thing to say. What a nice way to wake up on a Thursday morning. Thanks, mate. My pleasure. How are you? I'm flying. Well, it is not easy to find uh, authentic men and women and of the world these days. Children are far better at being authentic than uh, us oldies, but... Um, it's just nice to hang around great people. I was having uh, lunch with Janet and Vanessa from Zazen Water uh, oh, during the week. Love them. Um, love those ladies. And we just have love great, them. deep and meaningfuls. And we had a conversation just that um, peer group really is everything. And yes. it's really, I don't want to say it's difficult, but it is difficult. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. It's, it's really difficult to um, to find like-minded people. That's why we run events. That's why you and I are social people. We love to be around people to develop peer group. But um, we'd be kidding ourselves if we said um, developing a like-minded tribe is easy. And that's why I love doing this podcast with you because it's so easy when you're like-minded. <laughs> Isn't that so easy? Um, well, yeah, and I just think it's it's something that we need to talk about because uh, we had some wonderful feedback from our um, one of our more recent episodes with Sam Gowing, episode 263, we were talking about uh, with Sam on why Aquid Sugar has closed down and why Donna Hay and News Corp have um, parted ways and why Lisa Messenger's Collective Hub uh, print magazine is no longer. And we were just talking about, I suppose, the, 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 the direction of, of the wellness space. And then I figured, well, you know, this is the, that, that type of conversation which got so much feedback. That's the type of conversation that you and I often have when we're not recording or Sam Gowing and I were chatting about that very topic the day before we interviewed her. And I thought, maybe we should talk about how you and I um, go, go about, um, I suppose, choosing our mentors. I kind of think of like how to smell a rat in the wellness world and then how to find an authentic 
human being because even just having lunch with uh, Janet and Vanessa the other day, uh, connecting with you as often as I do, Sam Gowing and, and re- really the entire Wellness Couch tribe, the reason why we're such a strong tribe is because I, I tend to believe it's because we're an authentic tribe. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. I think we've also, you know, there's the old adage, the old saying, uh, birds with a feather flock together. And it's interesting because uh, we haven't really resonated with those that have ended up being, I don't know, well, for want of a better word, inauthentic or non-authentic or maybe in it for different reasons than we're in it for. Um, and so, yes, we've, we've maybe bumped into them or we've come across them, but we've never really bonded with them. Um, and, and maybe that's because there's an altruism in our message. Maybe we're, maybe we're a bit philanthropic. I'm not too sure, but and maybe there's a commercial element that we, you know, haven't really tapped into. But th- some of the people that we've um, that we've stayed away from, that we've kind of smelt a rat with, um, or have taken exception to, have been those that have been in. What it felt to us was in there for the quick cash grab. They were in there for the uh, for the reaping of the reward, even though they hadn't, you know really done a whole lot, maybe focused on a subject or focused on a topic or um, told their own story and uh, and then charged very, very handsomely for it. And, and we felt that that didn't feel right. And so the people that we hang with are those people that have a really, you know, genuine keenness to deliver a great message. So I think maybe that's got something to do with it. I think you're right. Um, I think there's a, a bit of um, uh, sowing before harvesting and a lot of people yeah. in this space these days are doing whatever they can to harvest before they sow. And so I thought, as always, I like, I do believe that the devil is in the detail. And I've just uh, had some thoughts on this. I've even made some notes on on how I think uh, personally I smell a rat in the wellness world and I'd love to ask you on how you do. But one thing that I'd love to ask you on, the first thing that I think yes. of, um, yeah. as, as someone uh, that, you know, was a vegan for six or seven years along with my wonderful wife and uh, I see now on Instagram, particularly Instagram, that um, everyone's sipping uh raw coconut water on a Thai uh, island or a Balinese island and uh, they're telling everyone to go vegan or paleo or one thing. But my, my first question that comes up is how long has this person been eating that way, moving that way or thinking that way? Yeah. Well, that's a great call and and I think there's the evangelical um component to all that sort of thing so someone goes oh i never i I, i've never wanted to taste coconut water but now i i do and i enjoy it and maybe i could talk about it it's it's interesting because i read a newspaper article actually it wasn't a newspaper it was on my phone uh so what is that (laughs) a news article (laughs) it's a news article about a a girl from canada who was an escort um, oh my gosh and did you see this too? Yes, please tell this story. I yes. can't but I rarely read the news and I read the exact article. Please share this story. Yeah, I think it, I'm not sure if it was because of the news headline or if it was because it was a very uh, good-looking photo that was part of the news headline, Marcus Pierce. I'm not sure why you read it. But um, I was reading through this thing. Anyway, this girl from Canada was so addicted to taking photos of herself in exotic locations that she decided that she was going to find ways that she could move to exotic locations. Part of the way in which she funded that was to become a drug mule. Now, um, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that people are doing that in the wellness industry, but this girl was eventually caught in Australia on a cruise um, trafficking, I think it was cocaine. 95 um, kilos of the stuff. Yeah, which is 200 plus million dollars worth of street value. 
And, um, you know, obviously that's not for your own personal recreational use. And, uh, and she, um, she's gone to jail. Now, the, the point of this is that there's an addiction to the likes, the love hearts, the, um, the wow, oh, you're living an amazing life, look at you, you're living the dream, those sorts of comments. And so that when someone goes, oh, I'm drinking coconut water on a beach in, you know, Tahiti, um, love, wish you were here, um, hashtag jerf, hashtag paleo, hashtag, hashtag real food, hashtag uh, vegan, hashtag, hashtag, when they're doing all that sort of stuff. Um, there is a tendency to kind of go, oh, I wish I was doing what they were doing. So there's, you know, it, who doesn't want to be on a beach shipping coconut water? But th- does it does that have to be what wellness is? And so there's an addiction there um, that's being fueled. And and so some people have actually found ways to monetize that. So whether it be through quitting sugar and telling people that that's, you know, what they, everyone else should do is quit sugar um, and then, you know, making some Instagram posts about it or having uh, raw food desserts. Um, or having um, more raw cacao or using coconut oil for cooking or uh, going vegan or being paleo, it, you know, whether or not it's got to be that. that. I don't know why that ever got branded as wellness, but it has. And so, but there's, it's possibly the internet or Instagram addiction that's kind of fueled that. I think it's been branded wellness because it sells, right? Um, mm. But I tend to, and again, <laughs> yeah, you and I have a, have our own biases, but I tend to look at certain people that we've interviewed on 100 Not Out and I look at, uh, do you remember Mimi Kirk who we interviewed in the early days? Yes. Now, yep. Mimi Kirk makes a business out of what she eats or, or, or educating people, but she does it in an authentic way and more importantly, she's been eating this way for 20 or 30 years, maybe even longer. So she's not out there having enjoyed coconut water or the vegan diet for six months and then starts telling everyone else to eat vegan and nor does she tell everyone else that they should be eating vegan. She just shares her lifestyle with the people that want to learn from her. But in my mind, she's got the runs on the board she, because of time, because of time in the market. There's also Ruth Heidrich who we uh, interviewed probably in the first year of 100 Not Out now, she's been vegan for years and years and years. She runs marathons. She's very active. Um, she loves her life. She lives with purpose, all the rest of it. Um, but it's not something that she just did for six weeks or six months and then started sharing with people. So, I really think the first the first kind of smell of the rat uh, or in that process is to decide or define how long has that person been um, eating that way. I mean, in terms of your... Your adventures, Damo, the other thing that I think is like what's their story and, and have they been prepared to, to tell the story? If you see someone that's insta-famous but you have no idea of their background, then I really think and, and they're not, um, they don't want to share any of their background, then I think that's, that's another um, red flag because I know most people that really respond to you, they respond to the fact that your story is so like theirs. Um, would you agree? I think so. I think the, that uh, openness, I'm, I'm, I'm very willing to be open and transparent about um, my past, my history, uh, and I've made a joke of it, you know, to let's 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 be serious about this. I've made a joke of it. And um, <laughs> so I've, I've actually, you know, made light of the fact that um, I chose the career path, the path that uh, I probably shouldn't have chosen. However, 
um, I was advised that I wasn't smart enough to study science. And so I don't know if that's still true today, but I've definitely spent the last 20 years studying science um, so that I can be a well-educated commentator on that. Uh, as opposed to someone who's just enthusiastically evangelic about something, you know. So, um, I, yeah, I, I think you're same for you, mate. You know, moving from being a journalist, being vegan, uh, very skinny, smoking, um, and being fat at times when you're at school. You know, that story that you have with your vision and your purpose now to be healthy 100. I think that story in itself, you know, people absolutely you know love and resonate with as well. Yeah, because they're just and and I think there's stories that people can relate with that's the that's the thing that i find is very that it's missing and i know that social media is not necessarily the the platform to share the story but it has to be out there if you're going to have a mentor in any field whether it's health or wealth or family life or career or whatever it is um, their story has to be publicly available because if it isn't for me there's a complete lack of lack of trust in that. The other one that strikes me is, um, is the expert prepared to be wrong? One of the mm. things that, that drew me to you <laughs> in one of the first presentations I heard you talk about, yep. I'm pretty sure it's the first time I heard you talk about, it was sometime in, in the conversation, I'm sure it was a power of food, but you said, I was wrong about rice bran oil. I used to actually endorse it and say it was good, but I was definitely wrong about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think you were one of the first people I'd ever heard speak that in front of, you know, 100, 200 people said, I was wrong. And mm. I think it's really powerful. I think it makes people things more I've been wrong about, And I'm happy. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's the first to say sorry wins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're in an argument and you don't, and you, you both become belligerent and you don't want to say sorry, well, who benefits out of that? So, yeah. if you realize that someone's at fault, the first person to say sorry uh, wins. Like, if all of a sudden, if somebody says sorry, what else is there to say? If you just say, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I've, I've had um, times in my career where I've promoted the utilization of soy, just, you know, I said soy was good for every single woman. Then I learned that soy was uh, dangerous for some women. I was like, oh my gosh, and soy shouldn't be, shouldn't be consumed in children in large amounts. I'm like, oh my gosh, not tofu, I'm talking soy milk, soy cheese, soy everything else. And then, what about uh, soy protein it. isolate in uh, vegan turkeys, chickens and um, other, <laughs> other fake, fake meat? Oh, I don't think that's fit for purpose. I, I don't know. I don't think that's good. But do you think there'll think be a real soy that. turkey that they can make like alive, and then we could actually go and hunt for the soy turkey that is a breathing, yeah. living soy protein isolate turkey that we could actually then shoot with vegan bullets? And I think you're being. I think you're now being silly. Yeah, Marcus, I think you're right. I think you're being facetious. I think a bit of silly is important in, in being able to <laughs> have true. respect for it's others true. as well. Um, You've got to make light of it. Yeah, but there's other things we've been you know, uh, wrong about. Coconut oil, cooking with coconut oil, that's a big one. People are still banging on about that. You know, oh, I cook with coconut oil. Mm. And, you know, I'm still amazed that people are still doing that. Yep. Um, I'm amazed too that uh, people are still buying rice bran oil. You know, as I said, I was I was wrong about that. And just recently, um, I admitted to probably being a little bit overdramatic around the whole gluten thing. You know, like for a long period of time there, I really felt that gluten was going to affect the, you know, humanity like on a large scale. Every single human being cannot would die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case maybe they could use that in various parts of the world where there's war just drop some gluten bombs in yeah. there but I don't think that's going to actually do much so I think that um, we've kind of got to be a little bit 
cautious and almost a little bit cynical. And maybe as I'm getting a little bit older now, I've, you know, I've got uh, GST on my 40 years. I, I'm thinking that um, maybe I've got to be a little bit more cautious with with the things that I sign up to or get involved in uh, because I'm almost one of the elders in the industry. I mean, Cindy O'Meara, well, Cindy's a bit older than me. She's certainly one of the elders um, and she's so wise. But it's interesting, we've, we've got to be really careful with what we actually um, start to talk about and promote. We were dead wrong in our first, um, well, with our, when 100 Not Out started, we both thought that we were going to unlock the the secret to longevity as both of our preferred styles of eating me as the lord of veganism and you as the omnivorous um guru and uh we found out very quickly that neither was uh correct and we were both scratching our chins um after the first 12 episodes going what have we just come across yeah, totally. It was a big shock, wasn't it? Because um, I think we even did an episode on it. We kind of gone, hang on a second, drop the mic. Um, my hashtag mind equals blown. Like we, were kind <laughs> of, um, we were shocked because we thought that um, it was going to be pretty straightforward. And the things that we uh, had thought would be the elixirs of life, they most certainly weren't, you know. Um, and then we had to kind of put some perspective around that. We'll go, okay, well, if nutrition and food isn't the one thing that's going to assist you in longevity, um, what's the role of a good diet and uh, and good nutrition? What is the role of that? And so that appears that maybe that's going to be a, a less symptomatic lifestyle. Uh, potentially, it might you see with having more energy. Um, it's it's you know it's interesting it's just yeah fascinating and and what i've observed as uh, more and more podcasts have uh, been released since we started over five years ago i think there's now over six hundred thousand podcasts which uh the global village of listeners can tune into but um there are many longevity podcasts that are heavily skewed towards food heavily skewed towards food and i am so glad that only after 12 episodes we were like hold on a minute uh we're missing some major ingredients here and um, and we started to really share that with our listeners because I would tend to think that a lot of the support that we get from listeners and the loyalty that we have from our listeners is because we've opened up a more holistic view of what it takes to live a great long life rather than banging on every week about certain foods and certain macro and micronutrients and being trendy about, like you said, coconut oil or what's the new water that... Um, Bulletproof man, Dave Asprey's got fat water. Fat water. <laughs> There's caffeine I mean, water too. There's caffeine uh, water, which, you know, I don't know why you just wouldn't have tea or coffee, but people are now putting synthetic caffeine, which they'll call natural because uh, it's a, a natural chemical. Um, they're putting that into water and so they're drinking caffeine water. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh, come, come on, on really. Come on, come on people. Now, another, on. another way to smell a rat is very simple and some people will find this highly offensive. But it's literally this, what do they look like? Are you taking health advice from someone that just doesn't look healthy? Maybe they're, they're gaunt and possibly have some type of eating disorder or they're obese and completely um, incongruent with their message but the message seems kind of cool so you follow it anyway. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's, that's you know, most certainly a... a, a 
something to consider for sure. But there are people out there that are on a journey and maybe they're sharing their journey. So No problem with not, that. That's not the problem. Yeah, I think it's, that's different. That's, you know, that's different completely different. You might have people coming out of an eating disorder or you know moving into health and well-being and they want to share their journey with you. That's a very, very different thing than someone who's ascribing to finding having found the solution. Well, um, I was going to – actually not there yet. Yeah, and I was going to use your favorite word and that's the P word. And it's not ascribing, but it rhymes with ascribing. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Um, prescribing? Prescribing. There are so many Insta-famous people prescribing, as uh, Kim Morrison would like to just come onto this podcast right now and talk about the Insta-famous <laughs> people prescribing the ingestion of essential oils, which has no proof that is beneficial and has more probably research behind that it is harmful. Um, Yeah, it's interesting because when I learned about essential oils 20 years ago, we were always told don't ingest essential oils because they're too volatile, too, you know, too much. Now, in saying that, let me just say that there are some essential oils that you can use. and I've used essential oils with children to help them with managing dysbiosis. So, it can be used but you've got to be You've got to be careful. You've got to know what to look for. You've got to know, you know, what's safe and what's not. And if you haven't had the training, if you've just bought a pack through an MLM company, and uh, and and all of a sudden you feel qualified to prescribe edible or ingestible oils just because you bought a pack, mm. I think um, you, you're towing a fine line there, and you're opening yourself up for not only criticism but potentially um, causing harm. So be really careful with that one, uh, and leave the. Leave the prescription of a treatment to those that are qualified to do so. That's it. This is good. I'm, I'm writing this down. Is the Insta-famous person that you're considering being a mentor, are they on a journey or are they actually professional and qualified? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because, because a lot of people that are on a journey somehow think that they're, they're, they're experts. They're just on a journey and then they're passionate about that journey and that's wonderful. Let them go on their journey. But before we had social media... They didn't have the same uh, platform to be able to share that journey. They it's kind of liking. You go. What was that? It's kind of liking. You know, me having a great golf round. Let's say I shot sixty nine in a golf round, just three and a par, <laughs> and then saying, "Hey, I'm a professional now. You should come and get lessons from me, <laughs> just because so I've done it once." Yeah. You know, nowhere ever anywhere in the history of the world has somebody just done one something once and all of a sudden become an expert except for in our industry with because of Instagram. Mm, all right. So, I, that, we could almost double episode this, but I've got a few more I want to I want to bring up here. Um, yeah. personality. Yes. I, I really want to swear, but I'm just going to say a massive red flag is yes. are they actually nice? Like they don't have to be an extrovert, but if I want to follow someone and, and really take, uh, for want of a better term, advice from them, they better be a decent human being. Um, if, they're, if they're just a tool, um, I don't care how smart they are, I'm not, I don't respect their message because it's just, one, it's incongruent, but two, who wants to take advice from, oh, I really want to swear, but who wants to take advice from someone that's just a mediocre human being? A Richard Cranium is what you want to say. Mm, correct. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking you wanted yeah, to say. <laughs> absolutely. You know, because yeah, – well, who does? But how do you smell that? Like how do you know who's a Richard Cranium and who's not? Oh, uh, well, I think there's a few ways. Um, one, if you attend events, mm-hmm. um, I think you can easily see you, – you can see if, if the speakers are socialising or not socialising. Yeah. So if true. they are not engaging with attendees, self importance, the self importance thing. Oh, just it, it rubs me up the wrong way. Not not yeah. that I get angry. It rubs me up the wrong way in that it is just such a smell a rash moment 
that it's just for me, like personally, without wanting to just go off topic here, as an event organizer, it's yes. life band material. One of the best, mind you. It's it's life band worthy. If you don't engage <laughs> with the tribe, worthy. Okay. You, you you get a life band from any event that I'm running. You're just yep. never welcome back in the nice possible way. But, Absolutely. Um, they don't have longevity in their career, in my in my mind. They may have it, they may have it, but they've got to do lots of different projects and topics and and creations in order to keep the buzz going because mm. their their career becomes more about products than than the person. But if the person has a great personality, like Damien Christoph, then they do have longevity in their career because people love being around that person. But if the person is a tool, then they have to come up with lots and lots of products because they have to distance themselves uh, from people, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, my dad told me a joke yesterday which I want to share. Go on. It's pretty good. You know when you're um, cutting, when you're, you know, you're cooking meat mm-hmm. and you've got meat on the barbecue and you get that beautiful smell of the meat mm-hmm. and your mouth starts to salivate. You know that You know that feeling? The, that the vegans are freaking out right now, but yes, I do know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was saying that uh, when he was outside and cutting the grass, he wondered if the vegans had the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dad is. How did he actually come up with that? That's. <laughs> had he been? Had he been sitting back smoking the pipe, thinking of? I don't know. That, I, mean, that's... I don't know. But anyway, he came up. That were on the golf course yesterday morning, chilly, yeah. and he said, "You know, he told me this story, and I was. I thought it was hilarious. He I thought saw I the remember green that. keeper yeah. working his magic. I thought, I wonder if he was vegan. If he's just in his element right now. Yeah, if he's salivating right now. Yeah. Yeah, That's well, right. um, you know, you talk about the juices, um, the juices coming out of meat. I think of Kim Morrison, who just can't can't even comprehend the thought of red meat, let alone cooking it. I think she does a little bit better at it these days. But just as you're saying, it, I'm thinking she'd be dry reaching at the mm. very idea of meat on the barbie. Oh, Damo, as always. Um, hey, get, and yeah. one more thing before we go, we need what? to say a bit of a shout out. I know that this podcast is going to go a little bit late, but we've got to say happy birthday to Thea Parakos. Oh, really? It's her birthday today. Yeah, it's her birthday. Thea's birthday from oh. Thea's Inn in Ikaria, where we're going to be in a few weeks' time. Um, it's her birthday today. This is day really? that we're recording is her birthday. Yep. Oh, happy birthday. Beautiful. Now, oh, speaking of Ikaria, um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear Darby. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Off you go, Darby. He's excited. But uh, yeah. we must tell all of our listeners, because this is the first one that we've recorded since this became official, um, our 2018 longevity experience is officially a sellout we cannot take any more registrations but we will begin taking registrations for the 2019 longevity experience so all you need to do is go to 100notout.com to apply or send just send me an email marcus at thewellnesscouch.com and when details are confirmed we will share them with you but if you do know that you've missed out on 2018 uh, 2019 is open for applications and um Tell you what, Damo, uh, Kimmy Morrison coming along for a 50th mm. birthday celebrations to Ikaria. Um, it's going to be very special. I don't know if uh, people – oh, no, there was uh, quite a few people saw that video on uh, the Wellness Couch Facebook page, but it was very special, wasn't it, telling mm-hmm. Kimmy that she'll be joining us in Ikaria. Absolutely, Piercy. Absolutely. Fun and games. All right. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Go out there, smell the rats, find out who are you following that may not be as congruent as can be. 
hopefully it's not hopefully it's not you and I. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hopefully, all of, uh, hopefully all of our listeners downloads. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from ten million downloads a week uh, to crickets. couple hundred. We'll be, we'll be disappointing. Anybody listening? Um, but to find out more about the incredible Damien Christoph, make sure you go to damienchristoph.com, myself, marcuspierce.com. A massive shout out to all the people that make this podcast possible, to you, our loyal listeners, to our editor, Joseph Tomo, Rosie Garner, who does our social media, um, and make sure you head on over to thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of podcasts available. There are over 2,000 in the network, in the network vault, in the archives. We are approaching 7 million lifetime downloads on the Wellness Couch Podcast Network, all thanks to you. Um, head on over to the website to check in with anything you need to know. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your your life the best of your life this year the wellness summit returns i realized in this time that i couldn't keep waiting for love from other people i couldn't keep expecting love from other sources so i had to give that to myself yanni says i don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world he says i'm going to prepare food i love my own cheese i love my own wine i don't care what you think of my new flat screen tv he just loves company I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.